Welcome to week three of Advent here at Church Public, and I wanted to start with another hymn or carol, as it were. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare hymn room and heaven and nature sing. Are you full of joy? Why or why not? So we're going to talk about joy today. We're going to talk about Advent today here on Church Public. I'm Matt Odegaard. Let's get started. Welcome back to Church Public. I appreciate you tuning in today. Today we are talking about joy because, well, that's the season of Advent that we are in. So this is week three of Advent. If you missed any of the others, you can get them at Church Public. Uh, You can get them at, I think YouTube has them up. You can get them at any of the podcast places. If you're just listening on audio, Spotify and Apple and Google and all the places. Anyway, my name is Matt Odegaard. I'm your host at Church Public here, where we look at current events from a Christian perspective and theology now and then. So today we're looking at theology or um, hymnology, or we're just looking at all theologies. Anyway, too many theologies. We're looking at Advent, because Advent is all about the arrival of Jesus. And this week is the week of joy. Advent is a season of hope. It's a season of expectation. It's a time to prepare for the coming of Christ, to reflect on the year that has gone past, and look forward to the promise of Christmas. We talked about last week that Advent has its roots in the Old Testament, where it was celebrated as a time when the Israelites would prepare for the coming of the Messiah. The Messiah was prophesied by many prophets, including Isaiah, which we'll look at today in just a moment. But the word Advent, it comes from the Latin word Adventus, meaning to arrive or to come. Advent is a time to remember the promises God has made throughout history, to look forward to the coming of Jesus Christ, just like they did for the Messiah on that day. We today look forward to the second coming of Jesus Christ, and in the meantime, how he can be more present in our lives. And while we do that, we want to say joy to the world. So today, we're talking about joy. Joy is really the heart of Christmas. Joy is the heart of Christmas. And the reason joy is the heart of Christmas is because the good news of great joy that Jesus has come to earth to save us. And that is a joyful thing. The Old Testament, again, had prophets that were talking about the coming Messiah that was going to come and save God's people. Well, now in this new age that Jesus has brought about, which we learn about more at Easter than at Christmas, but this new age Um, that Jesus, this new kingdom that Jesus has brought into being, gives us hope. It gives us hope for a future, that we're not just left on this planet to hurtle into space after 80 years. We just turn back into dust, and that's the end of things. Jesus says no. God says no. There's more to this life, and that's what we talk about, and that's what brings us our joy. This week, we learn that the only lasting joy found in this life— in this earth is through Jesus Christ. All other joy is fleeting and it's not really joy, it's just momentary happiness or whatever. We see this culture going a bit crazy and filling itself with all kinds of things that supposedly bring happiness, but ultimately don't. They don't fulfill, they don't fill up your uh, heart with joy. They just give you momentary pleasure or something like that. So then we get back to the Old Testament, like I talked about before, the prophet Isaiah foretold the Messiah, that means the Savior, the saving one, long before that Savior arrived on the earth. 
And more than just prophesying the birth of the Messiah, Isaiah encouraged people to greet the Savior with joy, with great joy. Isaiah said, you who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up. Don't be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. Isaiah 49. I need to talk about myself for just a moment and um, I guess admit some things. If you don't know me that well already, I guess I'm loud. I've been told that I'm kind of loud. It's just who I am. I don't mean to be loud necessarily. I just, I guess, have a lot of energy and sometimes, well, a lot of times, apparently that gets me into trouble, especially in libraries. Libraries and I don't get along all that well because I just like talking and I like being part of the exciting things that are going on. Um, for instance, all throughout school, even into college, I, I, I wasn't allowed into the library. So I wasn't trying to be rude or obnoxious, but apparently I'm just loud, even to this day. I get elbowed by whomever is sitting next to me in church because I guess I listen too loudly, which doesn't really make sense to some people, but to me, that's just the way I listen. I guess I listen actively and sometimes I make sounds uh, affirming it or disagreeing with what's going on. When I'm really engaged, I just can't help it. They just come out of me. The sounds come out. That's why one reason why I spent so many years in church, in church ministry, in worship ministry, in music ministry, as a preacher, as a teacher... I love to be part of that, and I love to sing loudly in response to what God has done. I love to make a joyful noise, as the psalmist says. I love to make a loud, joyful noise. So, I'm loud, and part of that is just joy. I just enjoy having life. I like having fun, and I like celebrating, and what greater time to celebrate than the arrival of our Messiah onto this earth. So, we're going to look at a couple of other people in the short time that we have today, who interacted with Jesus and interacted with him in joy. Mary. Here's what happened when Mary, Jesus' mom, went to see her cousin. So Mary was with child, that's Jesus, in, in her womb. And she went on a journey. She went on a trip to see her cousin Elizabeth, who happened to be John the Baptist's mom. And they got together to connect because they were two young moms who were having babies, right? At, at that time, Mary got ready. She hurried to the town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. Elizabeth was filled with the spirit. So in a loud voice, she said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed what the Lord has said to her will be accomplished. Luke 1, 39 through 45. There are two levels of joy happening here. First of all, there's the verbal outburst. In a loud voice, she, Elizabeth, exclaimed. Again, that's kind of why I told my story. I like to apparently in a loud voice exclaim things too. And this is a great example of two young women who are just excited about having babies. I mean, a lot of you may know women who are still like this. Babies are just, uh, I was going to use the word magical. And you know, I don't mean magical in that sense. But there's just something incredible about um, women who are, are about to have babies and they get together and then it gets really loud. And I mean, you all know that. You probably experienced that, right? But then I also love this scene. I love that Mary enters the house. John the Baptist, the little baby in Elizabeth's tummy, was filled with the spirit from the womb and starts jumping for joy and kicking and who knows what else. Why? Because, as Elizabeth put it, Mary was the mother of her Lord, the Messiah, Jesus Christ the Lord. Mary was Jesus' mother, and John, in close proximity with Jesus, 
who had come to bring salvation for his people. John the Baptist, who was the one who prepared the way for the Lord, we read about later in the Gospels, John begins jumping for joy in his mother's womb. I love that story. It's just a wonderful story of joy over the birth of Jesus, the, the actual meaning of Christmas. Then there, so we have Mary and then we have the shepherds. Of course, the shepherds, you know, you, this story wouldn't be complete without talking about the shepherds. I'll read out of Luke 2. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find the baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth, lying in a manger, and suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, singing, uh, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven, peace on earth to those whom God is pleased, or in other versions, on whose favor rests. Verse 15, when the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's go see this thing that has happened, which the Lord had told us about. Luke 2, 8 through 15. Another great story of these shepherds whom, I mean, again, if you don't know, shepherds were not the highest level of society, right? They usually were outcasts, maybe smelly, out in the fields, working with farm animals. I mean, but God appeared to them and brought them into the fold, literally, right? And 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 used these shepherds to bring the joy of the Lord. So I love that part of the story. And of course, we can't forget the wise men. Uh, let's read again. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. That's baby Jesus. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. Matthew 2, 9 through 10. Once again, this group of people, the wise men, rejoiced to find the place where Jesus was born. Why did all of these people rush to find a baby born in a manger? It's just, I mean, even to our ears today, a baby born in a manger is a weird thing. Of course, you all know the Christmas story and you know what happens after this, but this story is about a very special baby. This is about the Son of God, the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ. This whole story is about salvation. Sometimes at Christmas, we make it about us. We make it about a cute little nativity story, but the reality is... You have not measured up to your calling to be perfect. You just haven't. You've made mistakes. I've made mistakes. We've all made mistakes. Someone had to stand in the middle of that gap. On our own, we deserve punishment for our mistakes, for our sins, but Jesus is the ultimate sacrifice that pays for your debts and my debts. Christmas is the beginning of the Easter story that changes our world forever. The Messiah brings tr truth and justice. Jesus himself says he's the way, the truth of the life. He's the only way to God. And we need him. There is no other way. This is the story of our salvation. Jesus, the Messiah, who has come to bring salvation to his people. And we celebrate that with joy. But salvation and joy, they belong together. Joy and Christmas belong together because Jesus came at Christmas to bring us joy especially the joy of salvation. Jesus brings the joy of salvation and joy brings forth praise, loud praise, joy to the world, the Lord has come. So you should praise God. You should praise God every day for your salvation. Praise him for his amazing grace. Praise him for the great love in sending his son, Jesus, to be your savior. Praise him for his goodness, for his kindness and forgiving of sins. 
Praise him for the miracle of the incarnation at Christmas that God the Son took on human flesh and was born into our world as a little baby. So how will you show your joy this season? Are you filled with joy this Christmas season? I'd say you should be because God is good. Christ has come and salvation is in Christ alone. Christmas is all about joy because joy comes from Jesus and Christmas this year and every year is all about him. For Church Public, I'm Matt Odegaard. God bless and keep the faith.